0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast from Fansided. I'm Bryce Olin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Cody Schultz. It's officially back to school week at Fansided Entertainment, so we thought it'd be fitting to talk about and compare two of our favorite high school shows, Riverdale and Outer Banks. But first, we've got some big Bridgerton drama to discuss. So uh, the biggest question right now about Bridgerton is Phoebe Denver leaving Bridgerton. So the actress who plays Daphne... Is going to be in an amazon show called exciting times and now fans are worried that she's leaving so cody what can you tell
1: us yeah so the first thing i guess just to reassure fans like this won't affect her role in season two production like she's already locked in we know for sure she'll be back in season two which even that was a question mark because from what i gathered, it sounds like they worked out like one-year deals with some of the cast that's why we're seeing reggae john page not coming back for season two it's just because he had the one-year deal and couldn't make it work to come back but we know she'll be in season two. Beyond that's where it seems to get a little iffy. Theoretically, like she could do both shows depending on when they film. I think the big question mark is like, going to be the timing of when shows will film. And also the fact that we do have still, you know, the pandemic is limiting travel to some of these locations and the shows are having to film very strictly. Bridgerton was a show that's been affected by COVID. They had to shut down temporarily because of some positive tests. So they're you know, definitely a show like all the rest of the series that are taking, you know, extreme precautions in that. So that could be interesting. I think the one saving thing is like if they do have to do without Daphne. Of course, I think the fans want to see her involved. The good thing is like the books are framed that they kind of shift the focus from like sibling to sibling. But I feel like that opens the door to where like she could theoretically disappear for like season three but then still come back in a future season without it being like, oh, why, why did she just like disappear randomly? Like it would make sense that they could do it.
0: Yeah, or she could come in for like a cameo or whatever. Like I think that there's ways that shows have been able to work around. But yeah, it'll be really interesting. I feel like this is the first that we're hearing of, you know, Uh, a major star getting kind of caught up in the whole pandemic production getting delayed and things starting to happen again. And like, I was assuming that we'd find more, find out about more, like more scheduling conflicts that like, you know, people would get pulled off of stuff because of things that got delayed that we're going to, or bump to another year or something like that. So I don't know. It's a good point about that. Like with the show, the focus is going to shift each season to different romance. I wonder I mean, it is called Bridgerton, so she could always come back, right? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah I feel like that's definitely like I said not having not read the books I don't know if her character does come and go but I just feel like there's way they could write it off and explain her absence for one season if they couldn't make it work and still bring her back then like season four if the scheduling worked out there I think what could be interesting is this will be a competitor streaming so like how much will they play ball with like the contracts I don't know how all that stuff works and all that but that could be an interesting thing since this will be Amazon versus Netflix so to speak
0: yeah that's a that's a good point too so we've got Amazon versus Netflix over the star of Bridgerton. That's a we, we got to write that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so let's I guess let's just jump in and talk about Riverdale and Outer Banks after this. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Ready for an out-of-the-world experience? Look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 for Manscaped that's just taken off in not only the United States, but in Canada, the UK, all across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and in Singapore. Inside the Package you'll find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose and hair trimmer, crop preserver deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. Get 20% off in free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com. All right, so I guess if you could let's just dive in. If you could only keep one of these shows, keep it to to exist, I guess which one would you choose outer banks or Riverdale?
1: Yeah, this one I'm probably gonna make some enemies for, but I it has to be Riverdale for me. Like if I can only have one or the other, I need Riverdale. It's crazy. There's really like no there's no other show like Riverdale like aliens, Monsters, serial killers, like teenage drama. It's just like so random and just so out there, but it just works and it's such an addictive show for me. Plus, I just love like the whole cast and ensemble. like they perfectly cast the different roles. Like I can't imagine any other actors or actresses playing these characters. And it's just like one of my guilty pleasure shows. It's like even when they get like so out there and random, I can't imagine like Riverdale. Like I'll be sad whenever it ends. Like I'm going to be like, oh, man, like I'm one of those people who don't like giving up on shows even when they've overstayed their welcome. I'm just like I will stick around to the end. And Riverdale is definitely one of those for my...
0: Mm, man this is hard because i feel the same but i also will play the devil's advocate (laughs) no i don't know i don't know which one to pick it's like choosing like these are like legitimately my two favorite shows two of my favorite shows out of like i don't know they're definitely both in the top 10 outer banks is probably a little bit higher on the list right now just because they i don't know I i felt like the last season was so strong i'm still getting back into riverdale i missed the latest episode so i need to like I don't know, dive all the way back in. But Outer Banks is just like... I don't know. They're both very exciting. I think that if Riverdale were on Netflix, like they would be so similar in like their structure, like how they arc. Like Outer Banks like ramps up every episode until you get to the season finale. Riverdale's a little bit more drawn out because they have so many more episodes, but it's also like, you know, the only show on TV that could like introduce a quarantine and then in one episode there was like a huge deal like when they bought, like locked down the whole town and then in like the next episode it was over and nothing happened with it and it was just fine like no there's no other show that could do that or that would want to do that and so they yeah I guess they both have a special place in my heart and I enjoy both of them pretty much equally I think Outer Banks is more exciting of the two but uh yeah so I think that's a good way to to start it out and get into it what do you say
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like you definitely hit the nail on the head. Like Outer Banks is one of those ones. It's definitely like got that event series. Like when you sit down, like you want to watch episode after episode, Riverdale definitely like can be a, it's a better slow burn because mm-hmm. like they do have the longer stories. But they I think they really do complement like each other. Like I imagine like Outer Banks and Riverdale fans, definitely there's a crossover there because they just do have like that. They're both good really, you know, teen dramas. They have that action drama. I think Riverdale just gets like the nudge for me just by the hair, just because it has like really there's if you think of a genre, it's so- we're in riverdale they have romance they have music they've got like (laughs) aliens like they cover everything i'm surprised they haven't done a treasure hunt yet like i'm just waiting for them now to do a treasure hunt
0: yeah season six
1: (laughs) yeah i mean like you already conquered like aliens why not like go on some random treasure hunt which i think is like a fun question of like if the pogues i feel like there's a lot of similarities between these two shows Starting off with like the pogues and the serpents, I kind of feel like they're almost the same thing. Just maybe that the serpents wear more leather.
0: Yeah, the, the serpents are definitely like, you know, with the whole South side versus like the cut in Outer Banks. Like they're both very similar, like the working class and are judged by, you know, the more, I don't know what what they're called in Riverdale. <laughs> like the, What's the equivalent to the kooks in Riverdale? It's like Hiram, I don't know. But yeah, there's definitely the same dynamic of like if you're on the one side of town versus the other side of town and you had the whole South Side High storyline with the getting shut down so Hiram could, you know, build this prison and all of that. I feel like that if you took Outer Banks from like the event show and like stretched it out into, you know, a, a long Riverdale season, which like incorporates like the whole year, I feel like Outer Banks would be very... Similar, and the Pogues would be very, very much doing the same thing that the the uh that the Serpents are doing. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, and I feel like they they really are similar in that you like the. F- so like the familiar connection, like when you're a Pogue, you're a Pogue for life. It's kind of the same thing with serpents. Like they always have each other's back. Like they kind of live by the same life motto too. Like, it's very much like you're always going to have one another's back. Like you're in this together. There just seems like they really do mirror each other. Like when I was sitting down and looking at these two, I'm like, they really are the same, just slightly different in like the settings mm-hmm. and all that. Maybe like the serpents do a little bit more extreme stuff in terms of, you know, like there's, there was the criminal elements and all that tied into things, but we also got kind of have that with like the whole generation, you know john b was framed for murder and all that so they definitely those yeah. like near one another which i guess is like a fun question of like if we looked at riverdale who would be like who do you envision being like pogues by the riverdale standard
0: well obviously jughead is the he's the pogue of all pogues right like that he's i feel like jughead is like the john b of this story because it's like do you would you agree with that
1: Yeah, I feel like there's, like, no character you can not pinpoint, like, easier than saying, Jughead, oh, he's definitely a Pogue, like, Uh kind of the outcast, like, never really fit in, like, the upper-class world, like, even when he went to, like, prep school, he was, like, the outsider, that just all feels like a very Pogue-centric storyline.
0: Mm-hmm. I think Tony too would be a pogue for sure. The whole with the with the serpent. There are f- there's a few other ones that I'm not quite sure about though. Wow, what do you, how do you feel about Archie? Is he a pogue or is he a kook?
1: I feel like Archie, he's got to be a pogue. Like I don't know, he he just wouldn't fit. Like he definitely would not fit like in the kooks world. Like one, they wouldn't love how many jobs he has. Like that would be- <laughs> Like I know that would be a thing, but he also just is always like that fights for the underdog kind of thing, which that's such a pogue thing. Like that's mm-hmm. definitely not a kook storyline. Um I think I'd also probably loop Betty in there too. Like I feel like she'd be very much like a pogue. We've kind of seen like she's already like, you know, ride or die with well, Jug back before the time jump and then with Archie and all that. And she's kind of always at the center of the adventures. I think mm-hmm. the interesting one is Veronica, because she's kind yeah. of like the best of both worlds. Like I kind of see her as like the equivalent of like a Sarah.
0: I that's I yeah, you that's the perfect comparison. Harrison there I think that she is Sarah right she's like comes from the money but then she like gets caught up with Archie Betty and uh, Jughead and like I don't know she still like is able to like I don't know, as we see, like, as the time jump happens, she kind of goes back. But as soon as, like, Archie is around and, like, she's thrown back into the whole, like, the Riverdale Pogue lifestyle, like, she's in. Like, that, that's just what she would do. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I feel like we, we even just kind of saw the show. It's been forever since Riverdale premiered. But I feel like that's even, like, the angle they played at the beginning. Like, when she first came to Riverdale, she was this upper class, you know, rich girl from had just moved back from New York and all that. And so she kind of assimilated herself into this group of, like, the the, the ragtag team of, like, Archie and, you know, Betty, Veronica, or not better, Veronica, uh, Jughead. And so I just feel like she she really is, like, I would see, like, her and Sarah would, like, definitely hit it off. It also helps that they both have, like, crazy fathers. So I'm sure they would. We're talking about them a little yeah. bit more, but like, Yeah, we'll get to them.
0: <laughs> what about, I guess, Cheryl is definitely a kook. Uh, Reggie probably with his like cars and stuff yeah I think that that's I think we pretty much nailed it what do you think Kevin probably a kook as well
1: I know, I was trying to. Kevin's like a question mark, and I'm like, I just feel like Kevin, at least, I don't know, Kevin's an interesting character on Riverdale because he's kind of been all over the place. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I feel like he would probably lean more kook just in being, I don't know. I just feel like he's more along that line. It's definitely no question with Reggie or Cheryl, like Reggie in particular, like, there's no question yeah. he'd be a kook. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see him getting along, like, and being BFFs with Rafe. Like, I can see that happening. Yeah,
0: like you could just take, uh, is it Charles Melton? Isn't that his name? You could just take him, just take him right out of Riverdale, put him next to Rafe and Topper. Um, And I think, D- is it Dion uh, Smith? He's the uh, Who plays Kelsey? Yeah, put him right in that group and he just fits in like very seamlessly.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think Cheryl, there's arguments, that I guess you could say like both ways. Cause we've seen her like tag up and, you know, help, you know, Archie and different ones, but there's always been like that thing of like, she'll hold it above them too when she does things. So I didn't definitely yeah. feel like she'd be a safe pick for a coup. I think it'd be like hilarious to see someone like a Cheryl type working with those. Like that's what Outer Bank needs. Is like this, you know, Cheryl like character to come in and give Rafe a run for his money, like put him in his place. Like that would just be epic.
0: Oh, season three, yeah. I hope the writers are listening. <laughs> let's talk about let's. What about the ships? Because there's been a lot. I didn't really understand. I mean, I I love Outer Banks, and so I didn't really quite understand like the extent that people were shipping. Um, in Outer Banks, I think that the latest season kind of took it to a whole new level. Do you? Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I feel like there was definitely like the heavier push towards like the love triangle kind of angles there and like the will they won't they like tension there um i think for me what i judge ships by too is like the ship names and i'm trying to think off the top of my head i can't really think of any catchy ship names for outer banks whereas like with riverdale like i can just list off you got barchie Varchy, bughead yeah, Charlie, yeah like there's just so many and I, I i know there's iconic couples in outer banks but i can't think of like any like iconic ship names that come right to mind
0: yeah i also I, I can't think of it the whole thing i think that the only thing that like jumped out to me was like the is it val and vlad that was like the whole like the sarah john b like their aliases but that still doesn't really work i mean bughead Barchi, Varchi, like those are all you say them and people just know what you're talking about i don't think outer banks has reached that level yet so i would say that Riverdale probably has the superior ships. I think that there's a lot more to root for it, a lot more to get behind. One caveat though is like we get to see these relationships over like a long time, where in Outer Banks, it's like, how much time have we spent with the characters total? Like a week, two weeks, tops, like not very long. Then they've been all over the spot. So like I-, I don't know. Do you does that make sense at least?
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I, I mean, you couldn't have said it better too with like the ships. I mean, it's just I think the fandoms, like the passion, like mm-hmm. you put a Bughead and a Varchi fan, or a Varchi and a Bughead fan. Like, you put those shippers in a room together, and like, you can have a full on debate with valid mm-hmm. reasons for like one should, why one should be endgame. I feel like Outer Banks fans are passionate, but we haven't, like you said, we haven't spent enough time establishing the couples. I feel like as the show goes by, to, like, we're gonna you're gonna get that more and there's definitely strong couples in there like john b and sarah like of course those are one they have the love triangle you know bringing the toper thing and everything so they have good storylines there you've got it with Kiara and pope and so i definitely think there's the potential they just haven't had enough episodes like you said to kind of carve it out like riverdale has
0: yeah and then i think i think that that's one area that like we're gonna see as you mentioned in in outer bank season three and hopefully season four five six all the way through ten um is how how these uh relationships change i think john b john b and sarah i think they're endgame. game i don't think that we're gonna i think that we saw like their relationship hit like pretty rocky in season two I, they rebounded i don't they'll probably be like a, a little bit more of like the oh they break up we're going a fight or whatever but like i don't think that they i think that they're endgame. game the others it's like really really up in the air i don't think that pope and kiara are endgame. game are JJ and I don't know there's going to be something with Cleo entering the mix I think one of the creators said something about like the teen romance angles something that they're going to play up with her character in season three so like is that for Pope is that for JJ who's that for like we don't know like we don't know even like where that's going to go so I I think that yeah you got to give it to Riverdale I still don't know where Riverdale is going to go with their ships I mean I like I've thought that speaking of endgame I thought that all of them were going to be endgame at one point or another and now I really, really have no idea, but I'm leaning Barchi. That's what I'll say.
1: Yeah. Especially after catching the most recent episodes, like, I don't know, I'm getting further and further away from thinking that they're going to put Betty and, and Jughead back together. And we've kind of already had it tease that we might not have seen the last of Barchi this season. So I'll be curious to see how much they lean into that. And if it's just going to be like more teases or if they go full fledged on that. But I think one thing that there's no debate on is <laughs> the worst parents, um, <laughs> there's no doubt Hiram Lodge Ward Cameron are two of the worst parents in, like TV like period like it doesn't get worse than those two in my mind like they're they're just like they're perfect villains for each show I can only imagine like if them two were to team up like what chaos wouldn't <laughs> but I guess the question is like who's the worst parent like in your mind like to me there's a clear winner between those two if we want to call it a winner so I'm curious to see like who yours is who do you think's worse oh
0: man I don't know I it's I was trying to think I, the Ward Cameron stuff is obviously clear in my mind, but Hiram seems worse to me because of like the 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 four. He's got like the, the prison. He's done all the bad stuff with Archie. I, has he tried to kill Veronica though? I don't think so. And that's where I maybe would be like, all right. I think that Ward in that last episode kind of like I don't know, tip the scales a little bit with like literally trying to kill his daughter. All of the stuff with like John B. Thinking that he killed John B.'s dad, but like plot twist or maybe not plot twist. I don't know. Uh, with like with that flashback flash forward thing at the end of the season i don't know so i think that maybe i would go with ward just because like i don't think that he that hiram has tried to kill veronica is that Is that what you were thinking too?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, to me, it's got to be Ward. Like, he tried to kill Sarah. (laughs) Like, how do you, like, there's no topping. Like, Hiram's done, like, a lot of awful things. And, like, he's definitely toyed with Veronica. He's, like, at every angle, like, thrown, like, a twist and anything he can do. But I can't ever recall a time where he's tried to, like, harm her, like, or kill her. Like, Ward tried Mm -hmm. to kill Sarah. Um, So I mean, like, there's no, like when you cross that line, there's no coming back of like an argument of saying like, you're not the worst of the worst. Cause I'm like, even beyond like that, like faking his death, like to make her think she was, he was dead. Then trying to kill her, trying to kill her boyfriend right in front of her. Like Hiram's done like, terrible things and definitely has made a run for Archie like and has you know made death threats and all that and tried but he's just never crossed that line with doing something to Veronica and I feel like that's what separates him from Ward is that there's still like some I don't know there's like some saying there like some honor and crime or something like that I don't know yeah. what the phrase is <laughs> but with Ward like, nothing.
0: I think it's a, yeah yeah I think it's honor amongst thieves right something like that but yeah, there, I don't think that Ward... I think Ward is like more like we talked about like the snake earlier, the serpents. He's more like that. He's like very shifty. Like he always has a plan. I mean, Hiram does too, but Hiram is at least like able to like put his face on it and be like, I'm the one who's doing all of this, right? But where Ward Cameron is like very much playing behind the scenes, kind of trying to make things work. And is like double crossing all of the wrong people. Like, man, like I don't understand... Like all he had to do was just like split the treasure at some point and we wouldn't have this. Cause like John B. (laughs) uh, John B.'s dad. Sorry. Yeah. Any, any of these people who found the treasure before Ward Limbry, any of them would have like, you know, been fine, but he wanted the whole thing for himself. And so, yeah. I think that he's the worst. They're both worst though on my list. Like they're <laughs> one A and one B. <laughs>
1: yeah, for, for sure. I don't think there's like any better way to end it too than just kind of like agreeing that if there's one thing Outer Banks and Riverdale has in common, it's that they don't necessarily have the best parental figures um, across the board. Like we've talked about how, you know, John B's mom is like a big mystery like where is she at I feel like Riverdale does get the edge like Hiram does seem to be the exception when it comes to the parents at least when it comes to Riverdale but yeah he's definitely like the worst of the worst but not as worst as as Ward yeah
0: yeah I I mean yeah that's the there's some bad parents in Outer Banks there are a few good ones I think like Keys' parents I think that they're trying (laughs) for like there's I'm trying to think of like the like Riverdale equivalent but the parents in Riverdale are way worse overall like Ward is the worst like you said, but overall, the parents in Riverdale were the worst. Like Cheryl's mom, awful.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not. I guess we shouldn't forget like that. And Betty's dad technically was a serial killer too. So, like, serial killer. Yeah. There's like maybe we should put him like up in the tier. But I, I guess I just like immediately associate Hiram as like the villain of Riverdale.
0: I totally forgot that Betty's dad was the black hood until the second that you mentioned that. But yeah, he's pretty bad
1: too. <laughs> yeah, we Let's just see. I guess. More parents like Archie's.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, seriously. Hopefully we meet John B's mom, though, and maybe Sarah's mom. I don't know. I hope so. Uh, Still, I guess that we should say Outer Banks uh, has not been renewed for season three yet. We're still holding out hope and we're not worried at all yet. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no worry just yet on my end. I'm confident this one's coming back for season three. It's just that formality of when Netflix announces it.
0: Yeah, I think that it's still like uh, the other day. I think it was number one on Netflix and we're still we're like three weeks out from the release. And so if that's not enough proof, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what is but uh yeah riverdale's back every wednesday from here through like october right i think and then back then it'll be on netflix after that uh for season five and then season six premieres in november so any last thoughts
1: uh if you haven't joined the the outer banks of riverdale gang it's definitely time to join the time to watch the shows and then hit us up on netflix life let us know are you team pope or are you team uh, are you team pope team poke or team riverdale <laughs> We are Team
0: Pope, though, too. All right, we're out of time. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.